You're listening to the Feasible Filmcast. Here is your host, Chris Martin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 45 of the Feasible Filmcast, the podcast where we review a film in three acts to see if it has the feasibility to be a good, bad, or a great film. This week's show includes a review of Alex Garland's Annihilation, um, which has ratings, you know, all over the board, all over the spectrum, you know, bad, good, I've seen bad, good, and everything in between, so we'll kind of break that down and kind of see where we lie in that discussion. Um, the director is, like I said, Alex, Gar- Alex Garland, who has recently directed Ex Machina, and it stars Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Lee, and Oscar Isaac, as well as a few other people. Um, the synopsis is, a biologist signs up for a dangerous secret expedition into a mysterious zone where the laws of nature don't apply. So we're going to tackle that thought and tackle that premise right there in uh, one of the sections of, of the podcast. So the you know since this is a science fiction film, um, it's going to be or a sci-fi thriller. Uh, the three acts of fe- feasibility this week are going to be cinematography, special effects, and story. And all that plus likes at the towards the end, likes, dislikes, and we're going to do a bonus review of the film Jigsaw, which came out a couple of months ago. Um, kind of rounds out the you know Saw, whatever it is, is on there with their ninth, eighth or ninth movie. Uh, so we'll get into that. Um, with all of that out of the way, uh, I just want to say, you know, thanks for listening. Um, if you like the video, if you like the podcast, uh, you know, like it, uh, embedded below, uh, subscribe, um, you know, let your friends know, your family know, let everybody know about the show so it can grow and, and, uh, you know, be a fun place to hang out and get just, you know, everyday thoughts and reviews on film. So, uh, let's go ahead and get into the review. Um, and the, we're going to start with act one, which is cinematography. So the cinematography of Annihilation uh, didn't really blow me away all that much, uh, especially, you know, some of the sequences, some of the lighting. Uh, it looks very um, drab, and I, I mean, you can say that a lot, I guess, uh, of some of our, like Alex Garland's other films, um, like especially Ex Machina has kind of like that cold, cl- cold clinical look to it. And I'd say this does to an extent and you know they go to um areas in the jungle and or seemingly like the rainforest jungle areas uh there's some sequences um in like you know some science labs and things like that so it's not all that groundbreaking um or all that uh interesting i guess i guess i said that i should say but there isn't any great camera movements there isn't any good um, things that kind of separate it, you know, you kind of what you'd expect, you know, in something kind of like a heady sci-fi film, like, you know, 2001 or, uh, um, yeah, what was that? Uh, was it the lost city of Z? I know that wasn't a science fiction film, but you know, they're, they're inside the rainforest. There's just, or even like some of the pirates movies, you know, it just adds a little bit of fun and, uh, color. And there wasn't really any of that in this. It was very, like I said, drab and uninteresting. Um, and like, you know, even films like predator or, or tropic thunder, any, anything like that, you know, just lends itself more to, 
uh, or, I'm sorry, the, the cinematographer seems to bring more to the table than just, you know, just like darkly lit sequences, you know, that um, aren't really all that bright or colorful or, or inter interesting at all. Like kind of like, you know, like where they develop a world, it, it, it just, it, it's, it, it stays, I, I guess the one thing that you could say is it, it does take that, you know, colorless black, you know, dark look and, you know, it, it uses that throughout the film. Same with Ex Machina, you know, it's, like I said, it's very clean and clinical, lots of grays and blues and, and, you know, I mean, it's more of like a, an office setting. So, I mean, that makes sense. But, um, in this film, it, it just wasn't interesting. So as far as the cinematography goes, I definitely say it's not, um, as, uh, interesting. So I definitely give that a thumbs down. Um, and so let's go ahead and move on to kind of the meat and potatoes of a sci-fi film, and that's the special effects, which is our act two. Um, so kind of like what you want in a good sci-fi film is you want like interesting locations, you want something new, refreshing, um, something fun to look at, uh, you know, whether that be practical effects or special effects, it doesn't really matter. It just, you want something interesting, some meat on the bone. And without kind of spoiling much about the, the movie, um, it's it's about like a, a sci-fi team is kind of haphazardly put together to go into this uh, shimmer. You know, they, they call it the shimmer. And basically like a comet hit from someplace we don't know. And it created like this, uh, uh, you know, area on the planet that is slowly expanding and kind of enveloping everything into it and it's doing interesting things while you're inside so they you know uh, the military or the government have sent several expeditions in there to try to find uh you know what it is and why it's growing and uh none of the teams have, have come back so you know i guess what you could do in this sense is kind of go the whole nine yards and go into there and be on another area on another planet or something like you know like knowing or something towards the end where it's something like unrecognizable and they keep this kind of uh the same um because of the of the way the world work or the way the world works inside the shimmer which i don't really want to spoil but uh, nothing is all that great i mean they the the the, the team like natalie portman and uh you know the team of scientists and geologists and psychologists they all go in there and uh, because Natalie Portman is looking for answers as to why, uh, or her, oh, backtrack one more time. The, so her husband goes in to the shimmer. He works, yeah, I believe he's a Marine. And he goes into the shimmer and comes back out, and he's completely different. He's like void of any type of emotion and isn't really acting, you know, like normal. He's not acting normal. So she wants answers. She goes in. So that's the whole thing just for her to find out what's going on in there. So she goes in there and some, like speaking of the, the special effects, it's just, you know, you have different types of animals like crocodiles and um, kind of like these weird looking beasts that come around and like snake creatures and things like that. But um, it don't really add much. It's, it's something that you've seen all the time and, and uh, in other films and I just don't think it looks that great either it it seems like he was shot very fast and uh, uh, the special effects are kind of you know just 
they, they didn't look that clean or crisp. And, and another thing that's kind of strange is the, uh, all the animals and creatures and things like that, that are, that are put together in this movie don't really, um, like as far as like the interactions with the characters and like the way they kind of around them and interact with them, it just looks bad. Or there's like a lot of like off, off screen, uh, you know, off-screen damage, I guess, or kills, or, you know, I don't want to spoil it much, but it just doesn't, it doesn't look that great, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of cover-ups, there's a lot of camera swings, there's a lot of stuff that happens off-screen that just doesn't, it doesn't look that great, and then a lot of the settings and, and places that they go to, um, again, just look like a, a green screen effect, and, uh, I, you know, I think, what would have worked a little bit better or what may have added to it is to add a little practicability to it. It, it, there's like, I think back to like, um, this last like alien covenant movie, you know, there's some sequences where there's some action in the dark and kind of like in a forest, forest type area, forest type areas. And they do a good job in, in showcasing like the attacks and the aliens. And it looks, I don't know. It just looks good. Like the the uh, the creatures are, or I mean, the aliens in that movie are. I mean, we already have kind of a sense of what they look like, but um, they they look kind of like they belong in the space. They're a little wonky at times, especially like inside the caves with David. But for the most part, uh, on the outside sequences, they look okay. And this, there's these kind of like lush gardenous areas where. Uh, there's kind of like these statues built, f people are built from like these flowers that are growing. And it, it just, all the, the colors are, the colors don't look that great. It looks like the, the, the camera movement in there kind of looks like a, um, almost like a video game. Like almost like, you know, just like the recently released Monster Hunter World. It, it just doesn't fit. It doesn't look that great. And uh, especially uh, the last like 20 minutes, there's a sequence of Natalie Portman's character and another like entity, and uh, you know it, it it's it's kind of like, I mean it fits within the plot of the movie, and it's understandable you know why the thing looks like this. It's just not interesting, uh, and its movements are kind of off kilter, and um, it looks I don't know it looks just I don't, I don't want to say shoddy, but it just takes you out of it and and uh, has that cinematic flair like a video game. Um, that it just isn't all that interesting and doesn't really do much for the sequence or, or, or uh, you know, what's happening on screen isn't that great. So, um, so yeah, it's just, I, I wasn't, I mean, I know a lot of people are out there praising the special effects and saying that they're good. I just, I would say that they're decent. Like they get the job done and nothing more. So um, that one's kind of iffy. Uh, I, you know, I'll leave that kind of, it, I'll, I'll, I'll range it towards the bottom, but, you know, maybe if I see it again and, and look at it through, uh, you know, kind of just try to pick out some things or, or maybe it'll move me in a different way. I'm not hundred percent sure, but, uh, yeah, let's go. So let's move on to act number three, which is the story. Um, so I kind of set up in act two, I kind of set up the story, um, and, and, uh, kind of like a, it's, it's more or less like when you're inside the shimmer, it's more or less kind of like a, without spoiling too much, kind of like a nature versus the world or versus humans type of concept. And 
Although it's sort of interesting the way that they uh, they showcase the plot and how it unfolds within the team, it it doesn't um, really uh, oh, like like for instance, there's some portions of the film where you think that you know like most teams like they go out you know there's probably somebody dirty inside the team or knows something more than they're not telling and there's nothing really to building towards that you know that some of the characters or most of the characters are broken in some way and that's why they're taking on this uh uh journey but i don't feel that other than natalie portman's character i don't feel like any of those other i believe there's four i don't believe that any of them uh, have uh, an arc that's satisfying. They're kind of just there and gone and in an instant. And, and I don't remember their names. I don't really remember where they came from. I know that's not important. I know it's mainly based on Natalie Portman's character. But when you're following him and there's something, all these different things happening to him and all these creatures attacking him and things like that, um, it doesn't really, there's nothing to grasp onto. Like I said, like at the very beginning of the podcast, like there's nothing really to, there's no real meat on the bone. There's nothing you haven't seen before in other sci-fi films or or any interesting concepts or things like that. Like visually, it's okay. It's just the um, from scene to scene, it, it's not gripping. And, uh, you know, and nothing of really about the performances really add to it either. It just... It's it's like right down the middle, and and it's very hard to to talk about the movie without spoiling things or without pointing out certain things about it or or why. And I, I guess we could you know have a like a spoiler section, um, but or if you guys want to comment and and you know it can start a conversation that way. But um, you know just to keep it kind of like non-spoilery, uh, it's. Um, I, I know a lot of people are kind of moved in the way that it ends. I guess we'll go straight to the end. I know a lot of people that are moved in the way that it ends, but you almost see it. You almost see it coming, especially like within the first couple minutes with Oscar Isaac's character. You already kind of know something's afoot, and you know that um, you kind of know where it's going. And then, like I was saying, like with each little character interaction or each little plot plot point that's unraveled. Um, you're I believe that you're already there at towards the end. I mean, you already know that there's something going on within the shimmer and kind of like the whole draw is to find out what that is, you know? And I, I just don't think at the very end that it's that satisfying. I think it's kind of actually bloated towards the end. Like the last, you know, people are saying like how fantastic like the last 20 or 30 minutes are. And although it's, it's okay, it doesn't really ask any new questions or or answer any questions what's going on with the team or like i said it's just it's just neither here nor there in my opinion it's just not that interesting it, it, what it boils down to is it's just not that interesting so um like i said we can continue on it's very, like i said it's very hard to, to to talk about without spoilers but we can definitely continue that on in the comment section um like embedded in this video or uh, you can message me on Twitter. It's at Feasible Film and we could talk about it there. So let's move on to like the likes, dislikes, and then we'll do the final score. So the likes, I, the likes is like the shimmer name, I guess the name of the, of that area. Um, that's an interesting like name, I guess. I mean, that's, I know it's, it's kind of hard to pull things that I really, really liked about it, but that'd be one. Um, there was some, uh, 
interesting uh i'll say like the team gets kind of like held hostage in an area and i thought that some of the uh it had a little bit it had a slight bit of tension in there um but i i felt that the scene went on a little bit too long but it had a slight bit of tension in there i really liked that scene um and i really enjoyed the like four or five minutes uh at the very end when things like start crumbling i'll say i'll just say quote unquote like crumbling that like three four minute sequence i actually really like um but the dislikes like i said it doesn't really say much it's very predictable um don't really care for the ending um i mean it's kind of a way to start over i guess um in a sense but i don't feel like going on with that would be interesting and i know this is based on a novel so i don't know how accurately or how close it follows it but uh i know doing like you know if it's possibly if it's like a high concept novel or, or something like that i know it might be hard to do i know a lot of uh filmmakers try and fail on on doing books to movie adaptations but um so maybe it might be something to look look you know go go to the actual material and check it out. It might be more interesting. I'm not sure. Um, but like I said, like the, the filmmaking is just very drab and kind of colorless and kind of boring. So those are the dislikes. And so I'll say the final review of the film would be uh, about a two. And uh, in each category, I guess, in a sense, if you're like a, a big time, high concept sci-fi film you know, nerd or, you know, love sci-fi, like as much, definitely as much as I do. I just, I would just say, um, I guess it's worth watching, um, in a sense, but don't expect anything that fantastic. So, um, let's go ahead and move on to, uh, a, a quick review of Jigsaw, um, you know, which I saw just recently. And, um, you know, I always thought that as far as like the Saw movies go, especially when I saw the first one, it was always like a fun, uh, you know, I talked about this in previous episodes, but it's always been like something to look forward to on Halloween, almost like an event. Like, you know, you go to a haunted house like every Halloween or, or, or something like that. I always viewed the movies like that. And they always seem to give you kind of like that haunted house type feel. And uh, I thought that the uh, Jigsaw, like the newest film, was going to answer some questions on like, uh, you know, how or, or, or propel it onto something new. And so, of course, like most horror movies always have like these really tiny minuscule budgets, but they always make all their money back. And, uh, you know, like 10 or 20 million is really nothing if you can have a, a 30 or 40, even $50 million weekend opening, especially like around the time that you know, during Halloween when, you know, no, no, nobody that's searching for like a high Oscar uh, nomination or thing like that is going to release anything. So, you know, you have a high probability of a lot of people going to see it because they just want to be scared at the end of the day. So although I wouldn't say Jigsaw scary at all, and a lot of the traps and stuff that are set up are, are don't look that great. And some of them have a lot of CG. I will say that some of them are pretty good. Um, but of course, you know, don't go in it for the acting, don't go in it really for the story all that much, but I would just, I would say, check it out. If you're a fan of the films, I'd say definitely it's one of the better ones just because they have a, a new take on it. It's kind of just not, um, there's like different types of flashbacks and things like that. And we'll just, we'll just leave it at, at is jigsaw back? Like is, uh, you know, 
Tobin Bell's character, Jigsaw, back because he seemingly is back. So you're kind of wondering, like, well, they killed him off. Why? How can he be back? So I think that they answer that in an interesting way. And I think that it kind of plays with it. It could be kind of eye-rolling when you do find out how it went. But, uh, you know, it, 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 you, it, uh, you so like I said, you could, it could be eye-rolling, but I, I can't say anything without spoiling it. But I'll just say it goes into kind of an interesting way. Uh, towards the end that you will you might not see it going and uh or, or like maybe have double or even triple <laughs> reveals at the end so all that and like i said the acting's not great you can kind of see where things are going and uh but i'd say check it out i mean as far as like the the first one goes it definitely kind of follows the the plot uh or or kind of like the sequences of the first or, or pretty much any of them and, and kind of like that sci-fi feel. But a lot of the people who like get tortured or die like in the movie are like outside the world and like people find them. And so you're like, how is this possible? And you kind of have to uh, kind of put the pieces together, <laughs> the jigsaw pieces together quite literally when you're going through. But like I said, it, it's not challenging. It's kind of like a dumb, fun Halloween movie. And uh, it's definitely better than like most franchises you got to hand it to the saw franchise there is i mean there's some stinkers in there don't get me wrong but you know the you know coming up with new ideas and coming up with it's almost like coming up with new like if you're like like the analogy of a haunted house it's like coming out with like a brand new room like every year like you know something interesting to keep people coming back like you know the bloody gates or you know something something new that you can put on the email or the postcard or whatever that goes out every year and something to get people you know that really like it back you know not just the people that are going to see it every year but somebody brand new and i think that the draw is to see what is going on with jigsaw which you find out is is actually pretty interesting i thought so check it out um so that kind of brings us to the end of the show um you know remember to like this video subscribe on itunes just uh um and you know thanks for watching and uh, give us a follow on Feasible Film. It's at Feasible Film. And, you know, continue discussion below. If there's things that you really, really liked about Annihilation or think there's things that I missed, just let me know. And, you know, on a next episode or, you know, even if you want to come on the show to kind of voice your opinion, feel free. Uh, you know, just uh, DM me on uh, Twitter and we'll make it happen. So until next time, uh, let's see, next week, we'll probably do... Um, I know it's kind of late. We might do a review of Justice League. I don't know. I, I don't know how many, a lot of the listeners will want that, but um, you review Justice League. Um, there's Ready Player One. Um, there's uh, Pacific Rim Two or Uprising to review as well. So you know, just voice your opinion below and let us know what you want reviewed, and we'll get to it uh, for sure. So until next time, stay feasible. <laughs>